Well, hi. Well, hey. Let's just bang out a quick and dirty episode, doll. Sure. Let's just get this done. Because Papa hasn't made his morning papoo yet. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. It's <laughs> ah. <laughs> my stretching noise. I didn't meditate and I didn't papoo. This episode is doomed from the start. Papoo. I did not papoo. Are you a, uh... All right, introduce us, and I, I want to keep going on this papoo thing. Sure. It's Papa's Basement. I'm John Papa Giorgio. She's Eva Christian. I'm sitting in the world's creakiest chair for a moment. <laughs> I'm going to get <laughs> out of that, I promise. <laughs> uh, now I'm just standing, which is hard, because I'm holding in at papoo. <laughs> <laughs> are you? Are you? Uh, I think I know the answer to this. I know you're are holding you in a papoo. Are you? Are you papoo? I'd never um, lie about papoo. Is that the question here? Are you a coffee drinker? On occasion, but not regularly, no. No, that's not like with jump stort. Jump storts? <laughs> that's not. <laughs> I like that's not... jump stort a nice poo poo. <laughs> that, that's not what jump storts your morning poo, is it? No, I mean, God knows anytime I do drink it, yeah. that happens. But yeah, it, it's not like my. my cheat code to taking a nice morning shit <laughs> like most people <laughs> you're just like waiting <laughs> yeah yeah i kind of let the day surprise me it's I like my hate, i hate that my moment of zen see i mean i i okay. hate that i hate that journey for you <laughs> i hate that i am currently like Trust me, I'm not working much at all. I'm getting a call, like, once every week at this point for my lock <laughs> business. But, like, I will say this much. I do hate if you are on a job site in this day and age of COVID. Like, I really have to do my best to try and crap before I go to work. <laughs> because I don't want that. Like, I'm already feeling exposed. Just the places I go, the things I have to do. But they sure. have to, like, drop heat in the old Navy bathroom in Oxon Hill, Maryland. Just not my idea of fun. No, no. Uh, yeah, no, coffee cracks me up like that. I lost you. Oh, sorry, yes. We had an unwanted caller. I hit reject on him. I was just saying that uh, coffee kills me like that because I I love the idea of a coffee date. And like the the unacknowledged reality that both of you, like twenty minutes into this thing, are you know holding your ass cheeks together like the Spartans at Thermopylae, you know, like just <laughs> keeping back that brown Persian horde. Uh, well, I know, I know that um, I'm not going to mention any names, but you have been going on coffee walks. Oh, uh, uh, yes, more hot cocoa than coffee. God, that's smart. Smart. Yes. And I take my lactose pills because otherwise, <laughs> like, the fireworks, the papoo fireworks coming out of me after drinking a ton of, like, especially just whole milk or something. Yeah. And I haven't taken those things. It makes coffee look like, I I don't know, like, fucking, oh, my God. Shut up, cat. Which cat? Roxy, the girl, she got excited. She sees things are happening and she jumped up on the desk. And she I... just wants to be a part of it. Yeah, she's 
this is the cat that I live in fear of leaving to live my life because she follows me around like a, I don't know, it's like a kid, but you actually love it. Oh, stop. It's people love I, their children. I think people have to love their kids. <laughs> like there's very much biology at work there, you know, which is why I never truly believe anyone loves their kids. Like you kind of just have to. It's the same way that like if I see someone, sorry, I just finished watching Heartbreakers, the 2001 Jennifer Love Hewitt masterpiece. Oh, and if Sigourney you, Weaver? And Sigourney Weaver, I've Gene Hackman, and Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah, and Ray Liotta? Of the Papoo. Of the Papoos? <laughs> of the Connecticut Papoos. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you have a visceral reaction to, like, you see Jennifer Love Hewitt's kind of pushed together, kind of petite, but big jugs. You know, like she had a weird. Huge, huge jugs. For the size. For yeah, her, for her she's friend. so tiny. She's very tiny, yeah. So yeah. even like a, a pair of plump C's on her looks like she's Dolly Parton. No, but, but they're not, they have to be bigger than C's. Possibly. She's just very tiny. Yeah. It's but you like, know they're real because there's like some some realness droop to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think she's, okay. I Cat, I'm leaving you locked in this room with your brother. You have fun. I gotta leave you. Sorry I'm leaving you. I know Don't you're... leave me, Dad. She was locked in this room with him for like nine hours yesterday as well. We can get to that later. Okay. All right. We're we're in my studio, aka my brother's room. <laughs> I've walked across stately Papa Giorgio Manor. Mm-hmm. And we're ready to record again. Okay. But we've been rolling this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh what I was getting at with J Love is I have a visceral reaction to those tits it's desire right i I was never the biggest j-love guy but my point is you see that those tits that frame you're like i i want to hump her it doesn't mean like i i feel actual love it's it's something that bubbles up from inside me i feel yeah blood rushes to your penis and (laughs) (laughs) it gets it gets a little hard And, um, yeah. I, I think a similar biological thing occurs with your kids, though. Really? So, yeah. You get hard for your kids? Yeah. I'm kidding. That's a little bit of blood goes to my penis. <laughs> it's, it's, it's involuntary. You know what I mean? Like, you're just barring you being a real sick son of a bitch. You're kind of hardwired to feel this, I would die for you kind of love for your kids i think everyone like i i've talked to parents like i'm not a parent but i think everyone loves their kids but not everyone likes their kids i hear that all the time and to me that tells me i i like my kid the same way i like breathing yeah like it's just something i gotta do i'm hardwired like i'm fucked if i don't but i don't have a whole lot of say in the matter Sure. And that's kind of how I view them, which is why, like, don't get me wrong, uh, not to be a dick, I think adoption's a waste. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Why? Don't get me wrong. You're helping out the world, and it's great, but kids suck, and the one benefit I kind of see to them is at least, like, your lineage or whatever goes on, which I care less and less about by the day. I, I don't understand why that's important to people. I really don't. Like, I, your genes are so 
freaking amazing that I use first of all, yes, thank you. But I used <laughs> to think that very much so that like your genes had to go on this whole like rah rah rah, you know, the fucking family name goes on. And then you think and it's like what does my great grandpa mean to me? Like with a I don't I don't know if I've ever even heard the names of my great grandparents. Yeah. I couldn't fucking tell you them with a gun to my head for all the tea and opium in China. Mm-hmm. I got no clue. And I'm like, what? When it comes to a great grandparent, I'm like, what, one eighth their DNA, I think, yeah. or something? Yeah. So it's it's like Give it a hundred years, two hundred years. You won't, you won't have even mattered to this person. Like you're as genetically close to a great grandparent as like you are. I don't know right now, second cousin or some shit. Right. So like, fuck it. Just let the second cousin continue everything. It does not fucking matter. Yeah, at I, all. I, I've always thought that was funny. Like, wow, your genes are so important. We need to. Uh... No, it's just <laughs> another trick. To keep you from abandoning the little fucker. Mm. You're like, oh, he reminds me of little me. Oh, I don't want to be bad to little me. I remember when I still felt things. (laughs) Can't do that. Well, you were just so jaded. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) No, I, and that's the thing. I don't want to feel like I have skin in the game of life i love well, you this. don't i don't know I'm, I'm here to tell you that you you don't i love this jaded <laughs> completely on the periphery perspective yeah i'm allowed to have by not being married by not being with someone and like not having a kid yeah i'm allowed to care to the extent like being a cat owner makes me yeah. care and i can and that's barely why, handle that that's why you can watch heartbreakers with your mom on saturday nights uh yeah that's <laughs> why I'm free to be a bachelor, picking the Sweet finest two-and-a-half-star entertainment. I thought it was a cute movie. I remember watching it and, like, this is fun. Well, okay. Don't get me wrong. It is my perfect movie from about, like, 2015-ish forward. Like, okay. Once, what do you mean? Maybe even earlier than that. Once it became... So there's this, like, two- or three-year period where streaming existed and, like, kind of coexisted with your smartphone. But, Mm -hmm. like, smartphones hadn't just become the cesspool of apps that trigger the the same um, slot machine response in your brain yet. Like, the apps were kind of, like, (laughs) actually, it was like, oh, you've got WordPerfect on your phone now. You know, it was, like, productivity stuff. Right. And... uh, so there was like this two or three innocent years, maybe ending in like 2012, 2013, where like you would stream something on Netflix. We weren't having to get the DVDs anymore in the mail, right. but right. you would actually sit down and be like, oh, this is like a big, important thing. This is my stream for the day. It's Inglorious Bastards. We're going to really focus <laughs> on that. And about 2015 or so, I started to actively resent when a quote-unquote like meaningful film was put in front of me (laughs) as a streaming option because I'd have to actually like pay full attention to it and this has started to become like this was an acknowledged phenomenon I feel when everyone joked about like watching The Office for like the 10th time in a row right on Netflix I've probably watched it like way more than 10 but exactly continue yeah yeah more than 10 playthroughs yeah but you don't give your rapt attention to the office do you 
Uh, not anymore, no. Exactly. It's, um, it's, it's background it's com- noise? It's comfort for me. Yes. And during this comfort, you are allowed to, I don't know, text. I'm allowed to text. Phone. I'm allowed to clean, cook, like get up, go to, and not pause the office. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I what? just know it so well. I know these characters so well. I will yes. say though, that when I do pay attention, like sometimes I'll get a joke that I never got before. I know. And that's and what's it, so cool about it. That's what frustrates me because then I realize, oh, if I actually paid attention to it, even a show with this depth, which I've done probably like three, four playthroughs of the office. Right. Not your amount, but enough. Yeah. And even I have realized because I'm texting during a lot of it, sometimes there are visual gags that I missed. Yeah, that you and, missed. And then I just get cheesed off. Then you I get, get cheesed off. I get real, <laughs> I get real CO'd. My my dad says honked off. I get yeah, I get real <laughs> I get H-O'd. real honked off. I I and then I got real honked off. I got real honked off. Tommy Christian. <laughs> I only love you because you look exactly like me, Eve. I Just really do. Me in a blonde wig with a <laughs> big old set of milkers. <laughs> I really do. Otherwise, I would have drowned you in the tub as a child. But <laughs> from the time you were two weeks old, you had those giant milkers. <laughs> Biggest tits on a baby I've ever seen. We're so damn proud of you. <laughs> what a set of lungs. <laughs> as big as J-Love's tits, and you were two weeks old. <laughs> so so you're mad when, like, an Opus Masterpiece movie comes on, and you actually have to put your phone down and pay attention. Well, I, so what I find myself doing is there's, like, a click-to-watch-later option, and so <laughs> I will pretend, like, <laughs> I'm borrowing, you know, I'm using my buddy's HBO Max login. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> and I'm going through all of my crappy options. Like, the perfect thing I found the other day, the old Batman, the animated series from, like, 91. I love it. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. I saw them all 18 times each when I was a kid. Of course. I could kind of watch them. I could kind of not. There's not, like, a lot of subtle shit going on. So if I'm half paying such, attention. Such a good show. Great. A masterwork. Such a good show. Mark Hamill as the Joker. Oh, yeah. But as I flip around, and, and to me, there is some shit that I do catch that I didn't as a kid. Like, I hadn't watched Blade Runner as a kid, and there's an episode where they're making these robot replicants. And <laughs> okay. the same, like, I rec- I don't even, I've only seen Blade Runner three, four times, but I recognize, like, the guy who made the replicants voiced the guy who makes the replicants in Batman. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I look up the episode, and sure enough, I was right. It's like, god damn it. That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> that was my productivity for the day. Yay! Uh, <laughs> I was like, I looked that up and confirmed it. Go ears! <laughs> so, as I'm flipping through, like, looking for a suitably crappy option, mm-hmm. it'll be like, here's Diabolique, the original in the French. And I'm like, <laughs> <sighs> Uh, yeah and i hate to be that guy but like a couple of years ago i just started admitting myself I'm like foreign film you mean i actually have to look at the screen i can't just listen oh <laughs> tough sell flipping through again oh the bicycle thieves you know one of the masterworks of italian cinema I'm just like sure 
add, I guess. <sighs> oh, God. Yeah. So I'm flipping through. I'm adding these things. And, of course, yeah, last night, like, by myself <laughs> at 2 in the morning, I find... <laughs> I see the, the little signage for Heartbreakers. And it's just like Sigourney Weaver, a, a beaming Gene Hackman, and Jennifer Love Hewitt's tits on the front. Like, this, this is the perfect film for what I can handle right now. And I look up the reviews because it's, if, if it's like 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm not going to touch it. No. But that sweet spot is between 50 and 70%. Yeah. And I want to say this was like 71% and Ebert gave it three out of four. Not three and a half, not four, because that would have been a tall order for me. Yeah. But three out of four, I'm like, fuck, yes, this is perfect. I can can watch this, but not watch it. Yeah. (laughs) I watched it while going in and out of my room. I, I fell asleep. 30 minutes in, I woke up this morning. I flipped it on. I watched the rest of it while like eating pizza that I bought yesterday. I kind of walked in and out to feed the cats. It was fucking perfect. And when it's a simple movie like that, you can, I just, I don't know. Like my standards have gone down the more that I actually film sketches and do anything myself that's creative. Hmm. Like, I'm just like, oh, look at that. Like they got that actor to do this thing. Right. Like, they made a 90-minute movie? Good for you. A script that long? That's incredible. Like, a three-minute sketch. I'm done. Like, my my standards have just gotten so... I'm done for the day. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, that's the... this Everything that people find trite and boring, and they're like, oh, this movie's been done before... I'm like, do you know how hard it is to do a movie? Right. Yeah, I I feel you on that. They deserve a gold star for even (laughs) fucking getting something together (laughs) that was released in a theater. Yeah, you got people together. You paid people. People got paid to do this. They had a good time shooting it. Exactly. It took a long time. Yeah, maybe Jason Lee fucked Jay Love or he fucked Sigourney Weaver. Or maybe Radio to fuck Gene Hackman. I don't know. But like, do you know Hackman's ninety-one? Oh, he, Hackman is one of those tales of someone who started like in his forties that I have to cling to in this life because <laughs> once we age past like Hackman, the next thing I get to look at because I don't know if you know this, but anyone who's like older and actually has dreams in life, we have to glom onto like the two or three fucking freaks. That yeah. made it happen at 50 and 60 and 70 and to. whatever the fuck. You got and like, to. Pretty much once I age past Hackman, all I've got left is Colonel Sanders and the guy who wrote Angela's Ashes. That's it. <laughs> There's no two people older than me. <laughs> What's his name? Frank McCord. Like, Frank McCord. McCord. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all I got. One of them wrote a book and one of them fried chicken. And I got no interest in any of that shit. So Colonel so, Sanders, like, started oh, yeah, his... yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like, uh, did you like oh, Google people that like made it at 40? Oh, no. You know, I've, I've fucking Tony Robbins or whatever bullshit I was into, you know, would always. You list, were a like, Tony you can... Robbins guy? You didn't know that I was like a massive Tony Robbins? Tony no? Robbins. How did I Tony not Robbins, know like... this about you? destroyed my fucking life pretty much why (laughs) oh my god i did not know this oh my yeah okay so i'm dying i'm dying right now like my heart is beating so fast (laughs) 
<laughs> like I'm having a panic attack. I did yeah. not know this. Oh yeah. In my early twenties is when I first started learning you could like kind of change yourself. Like it's <laughs> it's a weird lesson that I don't I don't know if a lot of people know these things though, Eva. Like they know it. But do they understand it? Do okay. they believe it? Okay. <laughs> like, I think a lot of people are kind of just like, this is the way I am, immutably so. Okay. And the first way <laughs> that I began to change that was when, my, uh, when I started lifting. I was actually like 19. And yeah. I started like being able to put up more weight. And I changed my body a little bit, blah, blah, blah. So first I was like, okay, I can change the physical. Can I change the mental? So <laughs> then I start ugh, reading a bunch of how to get laid books. <laughs> So really sex pot sexily yeah uh, as he burps and like yeah. scratches his ass <laughs> from mom's house yeah well he locks his, his cats, cats. The, his, his proxy children <laughs> locks them in another room I so he can them. have some privacy <laughs> so i uh yeah i started reading like how to pick up girls type stuff and i'm not gonna act like i did a ton of it like i didn't like tell fake stories and shit to get laid so the, but you I, read you read books like the pickup artist pickup artist yeah by that uh shit the bald guy neil strauss okay which was more his account of him getting into this world than it was like an actual how to fuck chicks book <laughs> he doesn't want to <laughs> give you his secrets <laughs> <laughs> no all the pusses <laughs> yes I'm a five foot six bald too. I can't give away my tricks. Yeah. Um. So, I from there branch out into because I look. I I was in better shape. I lived on my own. Mm-hmm. I worked on my own, and like I at least ran with some of this pickup crap. And like I was getting laid semi right. Like I wasn't dating anyone, and I'd still bang a chick like every other month or something. Like I'm not gonna act like. Like, I was still a nut bar about it and very insecure deep down with all this stuff. Sure. Yeah, which is why I read this junk to begin with. Mm -hmm. But uh, my point is, for a guy that was just not even out at bars, like, just talking to people online and meeting people in real life and stuff, like, I got laid vaguely regularly. I got laid! I got laid! Look, I got laid! (laughs) Oh, I went on coffee dates? We moved our mouths? I got laid, Okay. I made sure to bring a handy wipe so I could wipe my bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be smelling fresh as a daisy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you actually can't flush those down the toilet no matter what they say, Eve. So you have to do European style and just put it in the wastebasket. Okay? <laughs> you just leave it there. Get to Tony Robbins. So eventually, <laughs> I start downloading a a bunch of comedy albums. I get the Richard... the richard Pryor box set which was like nine cds okay and i uh, this was to listen to at my desk job which was affording me the ability to live outside the house and Mm -hmm. get laid and all that shit and i also download a bunch of self-help stuff (laughs) i get zig ziglar i get tony (laughs) robbins i'm trying to remember who the hell else but i start fucking like my entire day is spent plugged in to listening to a mix of like Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. Tony Robbins, <laughs> and then 3 p.m. onward, we had our local DJs, Don and Mike. <laughs> DJs, yes. DJs. Don and Mike, of course. So somewhere down the line, I start buying into this Tony Robbins <laughs> chase your dreams bullshit. Sure. And 
I decide I am going to quit my job to chase a future in radio, like my heroes, Don and Mike. The DJs. DJs. Regional treasures in they the are. Fairfax, Virginia area. They are. Yeah. I decide something about like the steady diet of believing yourself, the greatest stand-up who ever lived, and my favorite <laughs> fat white local DJs <laughs> made me think like, well, I want to be the fat white local DJ, although I was not fat at the time. And I say, fuck it. Because I hated, like, I hated nine to five. Oh, it's trash. I don't know if you've ever legit done like a, it wasn't even nine to five, it was eight to five. Yeah, they, I mean, I've they, done it. It sucks. Yeah. I, my first day going into that job, I cried on and off all day. Yeah. I cried pretty much all week. I mm-hmm. was just like, you've got to be shitting me. This is adulthood. This is, this is how most people like spend their days too. It's, it's. Unto sucks. the grave. Yeah. It's just this, and then they have kids and spouses, and mm-hmm. they get entangled, mm-hmm. and they'll do anything for a paycheck, and then they have to mentally do all sorts of acrobatics to make themselves feel like they chose it. It reminds me, it reminds me of uh, Sean Penn's brother. What was the tubby one that's dead? Chris. Chris Penn. Chris Penn. Chris Penn. In All the Right Moves, which is another <laughs> fine three-star cinematic masterpiece sure. that I watched at 3 a.m. on my iPad via HBO Max in my bed. Nice. And he's got, uh, he's a small town football player. He's a senior. And he's got these dreams of going to USC. Sure. He's, he's going to play football at USC. I believe he's even been accepted for a scholarship. Oh, wow. And he's like, fuck it. I am leaving Western Pennsylvania behind forever. Mm-hmm. I'm never shoveling snow Another day in my fucking life. I'm going to the palm trees, baby. I'm going for it. Yeah. And then he finds out his girlfriend is preggers. And they're in this, like, heavily Catholic area. They're all just Polish and Italian. Ugh. And all of a sudden, he's like, I got a kid coming, man. You know what? I'm really pumped about this kid talking to Tom Cruise, who's very convincingly playing a football player. Fucking <laughs> five, five two. Foot, five foot two Tom Cruise is playing a goddamn quarterback. Hi. Yeah. A quarterback. That's the tallest guy. A quarterback team. has to be able to jump and fucking block a ball coming to a wide receiver yeah. who themselves are pretty goddamn tall. Yeah. So they have to be able to get height on a wide receiver enough that they can't catch a ball. Yeah. And we've got Tom Cruise. <laughs> Just... And it's one of the really early films of his, like, 83. So they're not even bothering to put him, like, on platforms and shit. Yeah, they're like, this kid's not going to make it. Like, yeah, so we don't need to, he... like, make it. It's like Cra- him next to Craig T. Nelson. And he, like, comes up to, like, Craig T. Nelson's, like, titties. Like, the top of his hair. <laughs> So my point is, Chris Penn finds out he preggered his chick. Boom. Shotgun wedding. Life Boom. over. Fucking, I'm looking for a job at the mill that's closing down. Mm-hmm. And yet has to talk to Tom Cruise like he wanted all of this to happen. Even sure. though two weeks prior, he's bawling his eyes out before the assembly because he's just like watching his dreams crumble away. Mm-hmm. All because he's not going to shove a coat hanger through a soft spot. <laughs> and 
he has to sit there and like straight face look at Tom Cruise and be like, I want this, man. This is so much better than going to Southern California and seeing L.A. Pussy for the first time. This is so much better. I knocked up and I'm now married to my high school girlfriend. Isn't this great? Is it? Look at this 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 Western PA Belle. Oh God! You know she's look a sturdy at this Western one, PA six. She's a sturdy <laughs> one sixty five at age seventeen. Yeah. Nowhere to go but up there. <laughs> she cooks a mean beef, uh, a mean brat, a, a good goulash. Yeah, I will. I will be eating a lot of shredded cabbage for the rest of my days. And poo-pooing with yes. six kids, like, knocking on the bathroom yeah, door. the rest of my life will be shitting out cabbage and beef while I hold a <laughs> Schlitz tall boy in the bathroom as four of my kids beat it down and the other two are OD'd on fentanyl. <laughs> but this is what I want. And Tom Cruise has to just be like, yeah, man, yeah, this sounds great. This sounds uh, amazing. Yeah. So I feel that is what people who live in this life kind of do. Eventually, don't get me wrong. I left this world at like age 28, 29. No one was making a lot of money in my peer group. Mm-hmm. Eventually, people make enough money where I guess they are and the job maybe gets easier. They get in management. Mm-hmm. And they can just like flick the bean all day at their desk. Sure. And maybe eventually the bad does get outweighed by the good you're like yeah 40 something hours of my work you know my week are spoken for i couldn't wrap my head around that i was just like life is short i can't be at some place x amount of hours a week that i hate and then not act like the rest of my life isn't really bent around that either because let's be real for a job i had to be at 8 a.m to like 4 45 ish p.m because i'd boogie the fuck out I'm waking up at 6.30. Mm -hmm. I'm getting home maybe 5.30. So by my count, that's like 11 shitty hours, not nine. Mm -hmm. Then I I came home every day like your uncle would come home from Nam. You know, like (laughs) I would just thousand yard stare at a wall for like hours dissociating. Oh. And I would say, like, maybe I was functional 8 or 9 p.m., which is, like, what, two hours before I'm going the fuck back to bed? Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is a miserable way of life. And so even though I had, like, God, I, probably I had, like, two grand in my savings account and maybe, like, seven in my 401k. Mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck it. I'm tapping my 401. I quit the job. I just paid my rent for a couple months while staring at the wall like i think i was watching reruns like good times and stuff all day (laughs) putting out resumes like yeah nick i was doing the nick at night channel and eventually i got hired as like a board op in radio which is like the lowest of the low and i didn't realize at the time i got in literally as the financial crisis of 08 was happening and the bottom was falling out of the industry right 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 in the immediate made things cool because a lot of people were just quitting who were like, Oh, this job I used to do for 80 grand. You want me to do it for 35? Go screw. And then they were hiring a kid like me to do it for like 20. I'm just like 20 grand to chase my dreams. We're in the money. Yeah. Not realizing like I was kind of feasting on the corpse of this industry. I wasn't a Mm. part of like a beautiful living echo. 
system. So all of this was because of Tony Robbins. Yeah, several months of uh, listening to, I think it's called Awaken the Giant Within. It was whatever. He, he is a giant. Oh, yeah, he's freakish. He's got glandular Did, You problems. never went to, like, his, you never paid to go to, like, a seminar, did you? I didn't even pay to download this. Okay, I, I got good. the old thought, one because it was, like, a free like, torrent. I seminars and, oh, like. Oh, God, no. Okay. No. That's that's why I started having like heart palpitations. Oh like, no, I didn't. I didn't fucking walk over the coals or any shit like that. No. Oh my I, god, I wish you had, because your life would be better now. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have quit everything to get into newspaper journalism. You know, like yeah. another thriving industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's my Tony Robbins story. Like I'm... I I was fired up by this goon who's paid not to actually get you anywhere, but just to make you leave his seminars feeling good. Yeah. And I'm not saying there isn't a colonel to what he's saying. Like in a, essence, colonel Sa- a Colonel Sanders. A Colonel Sanders. A Colonel Call Harlan back. Sanders. Yes. <laughs> I mean, people need to accept that what you think is the immutable you is really just the way you were formed, how you grew, you know, by how you grew up and like what you were fed in essence mentally mm-hmm. as you grew up and you can change that but you have to kind of do it for yourself instead of letting your church and your parents and your friends and everything else you have to it's a weird belief system like you're you're building your own god as it were you know like you have to believe you can do something and then you have to feed yourself nothing but positive input when it comes to that stuff and then maybe it'll happen for you to some capacity well, I certainly hope it happens for you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, I, I do. I do. I want I'm picturing good myself. things. Good things. Mazel, mazel. Mazel, mazel. Good things. I want yeah. nothing but good things for you, Johnny. I'm picturing the end of this episode. I trundle over to the crapper, <laughs> and I I reach a hand back. Just kidding. I stand up and wipe from behind, <laughs> and then I. Uh... Do you really? <laughs> yeah, he might be a standing wiper. Yeah, who's, who's counting? Who doesn't want to look back at their masterpiece? <laughs> and then uh, I you, love know, it. you I give love that it. one that one clean wipe, and you go, "Hmm, because <laughs> it's clean as your conscience." Yeah. And then you flush it all down and call it a day. Yeah. Um, well, I really hope that happens, and my yeah. walnut-sized bladder really needs to get some relief. You need to make a tinkel. I mean, need to. I really need to make a tinkel. All right, all right, go. PPP. Thank you, Papi. Go Papi, and I will. Uh, we'll we'll do another one right afterwards. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.